welcome to So You Want to Be an Engineer, the St. Paul's School Engineering Society podcast. Today, I'd like to welcome Harry McGibbon to the show. Harry is an aerodynamics engineer for the Mercedes-AMG Petronas Formula One team. Thank you so much for coming to talk to us today, Harry. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Our interviewer today is Sully, and I know that Sully is an avid Formula One fan and has prepared lots of questions for Harry, and so I'll hand over to him. Thank you for joining us, Harry. So to start off, what does an aerodynamics engineer do? So I'm responsible for adding aerodynamic performance to the race car to try and make it faster on track. So that covers everything from increasing the downforce, which pushes the car into the ground as it goes around corners, so you can corner faster. That's reducing the drag on the straights so that you can go faster in a straight line. But it also includes things like cooling, so making sure that the car can go from cold tracks to hot tracks and has sufficient cooling to make sure that the engine can run as hard as it can for as long as it can. And it also includes things like brake cooling, making sure that the brakes will always work when you need them to. So what is your typical workday like? So a typical workday is really varied, actually. It's one of the best bits. So today, for example, I was doing a lot of analysis, trying to drive deep into why things are happening and what we can do about them, how we can fix them and ideas for uh, further improvements. But other days can be super busy with drawing stuff. So tomorrow, having thought of all these ideas today, hopefully there'll be a lot of drawing tomorrow, ready to do CFD and test them over the weekend. But we also run regular wind tunnel sessions. So I lead wind tunnel sessions about once a month where we test all our ideas in the wind tunnel and then take the good ones and put them on the race car. Well, Formula One is a global sport. So what is it like traveling to races and what is your role over a race weekend? So because I'm a development engineer, my role over the race weekend itself is relatively minimal. But we have a really big support team. There's obviously the people at the track um, and there's a really big support team at the factory too who are making sure that the car is performing at its best, monitoring a lot of sensors and data channels and ensuring that any problems that we find, we see them early and we try to mitigate for them and responding to any requests the drivers have over the weekend if they need the balance of the car to change, things like that. So what qualifications did you need for your job? And after that, how did you get into F1? So I did a degree at Cambridge, a four-year master's in engineering. And I came out of that and started working at, at Mercedes-AMG Petronas. It's not the most typical routine. We actually have a lot of people who also do PhDs. I didn't do a year out in industry, but we do have a lot of people who do that. Instead, I tended to work through the summers. So I spent most summers during uni actually working in engineering, uh, sometimes in F1 where I could. And that really, really helped me kind of understand the industry. And that really helped me get into F1. So F1 is a very lucrative and competitive industry to get into. So what tips would you have for young engineers for breaking into this industry in particular? Well, one of our primary recruiting tools is the industrial placement scheme that we run for undergraduates. So we take a few students, usually between third and fourth year of their degree, and they spend a year working for us. 
starts across aerodynamics and other areas of the team too. But that is probably your best way to try and get a job in an F1 team. It gives you invaluable exposure. You learn so much and you get a lot of experience about what it is to be like. And we often find that our students at the end of that placement, they finish their degree and they come back the next year and get a job with us. I suppose the hard part then is getting into those schemes. And I guess my advice there would be trying to show something uh, above the ordinary. So trying to show how determined you are to get into F1. And that can be a lot of things. That could be showing what books you've read, how you've, you've studied further if you want to go that way. It could be finding some local motorsport. It could be joining in with your, your school's racing team. It could be anything really that shows that you, you want it more than someone else. The key is really showing that you've got that kind of determination and that drive that you really want to get there. And that's what kind of gets you in. It's also very interesting that your degree was as a mechanical engineer, yet here you are now as an aerodynamicist. Do you think that the Cambridge course, which allows you to specialise later, helped you make the transition and allowed you to have a broader skill set? Yeah, I think for me, that was really good. I really enjoyed the, the first two broad years. And actually, I changed my mind a little bit when I started at Cambridge, I wanted to be a mechanical engineer. And actually, I found as I went through the course that I really enjoyed the aerodynamics modules. So I picked more and more of them when we got to third and fourth year and came out the other side as an aerodynamicist. I think it's really useful being given more choice like that and being able to, to very easily transfer it into exactly what it is you want to do. But it's also, it is really handy having done bits of structures and things like that when talking with other people in in the company who who have a slightly different engineering specialism to you it really does help to um to understand their point of view and and to try and work together better what other roles for engineers does mercedes have in terms of different fields well aerodynamics obviously but there is a lot of a lot of engineering outside of that we take everybody from electrical engineers, traditional mechanical engineers. We have people doing vehicle dynamics, everything. It's a giant mix. Effectively, everything you need to make a race car work is all contained within the factory. Did you find it quite easy transferring your CAD skills across from your student days to industry? Do you have any tips on how to best achieve this and what software do you use? quite an interesting question so we use Katia which is used across quite a few F1 teams but I think generally speaking most design packages are fairly similar in the fundamentals my experience at university helped a little we used a slightly different CAD program but actually most of what I do and the way I draw I learned once I got to Mercedes I think that's relatively common. So it can, it can be one of those things. If you show how much you know about CAD, that can definitely be a thing that would help you stand out. But it's certainly not a, a requisite to be an expert in CAD. There's a, a lot of skills that can be useful as well, things like coding and stuff like that, which is 
super handy to us daily. So yeah, my CAD skills probably didn't really help me too much from my uni days, but um, it, it could do. It could be a bonus. For our own F24 racing team, we strive to emulate F1 as much as we can. When you face a problem, what sort of processes do you go through to try and find a solution? So I think one of the keys is to look at a problem really as an advantage. Once you've found a problem, you've got something to fix and you know how you can get better. So uh, a really good example of this is for a, a couple of years, Mercedes as a team struggled with the, the racetrack in Singapore. Just the nature of the track seemed to be a weaker spot for us. But actually, that's a really good thing because that meant that we got so much data about what was going wrong and how we could fix it. So that the key is really looking at a problem as an advantage and a, something that you can improve to get better. That's a really good mindset to have. Our team is relatively small, but with a large team such as Mercedes, how do you divide the development of the cars to ensure it, at the end of the day, is all one unified, really fast package? So within the aerodynamics department, um, we break down into um, areas of the car. So we have a few different groups working on different bits so that that allows each engineer to focus down into something quite detailed so they really understand how that works and can get the most out of it and then as you come up the leadership team is really good at bringing that together and keeping the focus so that we all are driving towards the same goal with f1 being such a logistical sport how do you manage to stick to such tight time frames and logistics without sacrificing on quality that is a very good question it's all basically in very very careful planning everything works backwards from the targets that you need to achieve and the key is just having the, the determination to really hit every benchmark so that you end up in the right place moving on to how you develop a car and your methodology how do you start modeling a car from scratch actually most cars tend to be a development in some form from the year before even if we develop each bit of it, we start off with uh, things that will take longer to do because the, the smaller bits we can develop later, but getting those key details right. And it's usually something we've learned from the previous year that we want to change just slightly. And that gives us a slightly new direction that we can then build around again and build a bigger and a better package. Teams such as Mercedes are constantly developing and refining their cars. But an F1 car is very advanced. How do you keep on thinking of ways to improve? A very good question. There's always ways to improve. As they seem really fast, but there's always something that you can fix, always something new to find that you can, you can make better. I think one of the key things is continued innovation and always coming up with new ideas. I think there's a lot to be said for the, the atmosphere that's created at Mercedes. There's a, a very much a no blame culture, which really encourages people to have as many ideas as they can. There's no, there's no wrong ideas. And that environment is key to allowing creativity to, to roam free. And do you get a chance to develop those ideas when they might not be explicitly relevant to the car? Yes. Um, 
it's very hard to tell initially if something is definitely as relevant as it seems. And often the wackiest ideas can end up being the most fruitful. Obviously, with the big caveat that many are not, and you do need a, a balance. You can't always go for the wacky ideas. But no, it's definitely encouraged to think of things that are a bit out there because actually they can be really rewarding in the long term. So what recommendations would you have for a pupil still in school who is interested in going into engineering? I would say doing what you love is the best recommendation I can possibly give. Whatever you're doing, if you enjoy what it is, you'll do the best at it. You'll put, you'll try harder, you'll work more, you'll want to find the answer. So doing whatever it is that you find really, really interesting and following that through, that's the best way to go through engineering. Like I say, with my degree, I went in wanting to do mechanical and actually just followed what I really enjoyed and went sideways slightly into aerodynamics. So that, that would be my highest recommendation always. And finally, what are some of the most important lessons you have learnt in your career so far? So I think one of the most important lessons is learning to embrace failure. Actually, failure is just another way of learning uh, and it gives you a great opportunity to get something out of it. Yeah, embracing failure and it'll it'll teach you something and that's how you move forward. Thank you for your very valuable insights into being an aerodynamics engineer in Formula One. So, Harry, thank you so much for coming and talking to us. I say, we obviously have our own motorsports team at school, and Silly is actually one of our lead kind of designers and CAD modelers on that team. I don't know if you knew that. And I think it's what's really interesting is hearing you talk about how Mercedes works and seeing that almost mirrored in the way that our team works with trying things out and not being afraid of failure, but also finding the problem. And when you found the problem, then you're almost halfway to the solution because you've got to find it first. It was really actually quite empowering to hear. So thank you so much for sharing that with us. It was really interesting. That's um, great. Thank you very much for the opportunity. So You Want to Be an Engineer is produced by Katie Douglas and edited by Arthur Jenkins. It is a production of the St. Paul School Engineering Society. If you would like to be on the show or would like to know more about Engineering Society, then you can email us on engineering at stpoolschool.org.uk. 